You are listening to the 919 Podcast, the only podcast telling the stories of the over 1.5 million people living within and transforming the triangle. And I'm your host, John Carter. So it's been over a week since the last episode, and I figured I'd give you and myself a break for July 4th week. But we are back with an awesome new episode. I had the privilege of hanging out with some guys from Visit Raleigh. Uh, they have a platform that shares all of the cool events happening in the area, specifically Wake County. And actually some news for the podcast. Some of you already know this, but the podcast is on Instagram now. So there were a lot of people asking, and it's finally up there. My handle is the919podcast, which is pretty easy to remember, I hope. And follow, basically you're going to see some behind-the-scenes stuff from episodes and what I'm up to with the podcast, and maybe even some stuff that I'm doing in the area. Um. You have all been so awesome about emailing ideas for future shows. Thank you. Thank you. Like I've said before, I try to do one each week, and it takes some setting up to do for each one, but a bunch of episodes coming out for the next few weeks are suggestions from you. So there you go. Okay. Again, I'm hanging with Derek Allman and Michael Robson. Let's get started. I'm here with Derek Allman and Michael Robson here at the Visit Raleigh office in the heart of downtown Raleigh overlooking the, uh, what's it called, the plaza? The City Plaza. City Plaza right here. So guys, thanks for being on the 919 podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks for being here. So this is like the third time we've had to reschedule, I think, just about. I think so. Yeah, but we finally got it, so we're here. Happy to do it. Uh, this will be fun. So we're talking about you guys and then what Visit Raleigh is, then discussing some of the content you guys put on your website and specifically, I think there was an article, uh, Summer Bucket List. So that's uh, very timely. So we'll talk about that and then anything else uh, for the triangle. So, all right. Well, how, how did you guys get to the triangle? So, Derek, let's start with you. How'd you get here? <laughs> I actually was born and raised in Durham. And uh, my brother went to UNC Greensboro. So I kind of followed his path and, and went you as wanted to well. to be a Spartan, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I knew somebody there. And, through him, I knew a lot of people, and so I went there, and um, I got a degree in marketing, and very soon after that summer, after I graduated, luckily found a, a job at the Greensboro Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, and uh, got into that position as uh, assistant marketing manager, and was there for four years, and then saw opening here in Raleigh. I kept wanting to move back. My parents live here, and just the area is growing like crazy and there's a lot of yeah. fun things to do and and so I went for it and and landed it and I'm here now almost six years later wow so your family's here too right yeah. yes uh, so I mean you went from straight from uh, marketing at UNCG straight into you were working for visit Greensboro or right. something equivalent to that. Okay. yeah so visit Greensboro the Greensboro Convention and Visitors Bureau, or CVB, is our industry acronym for that. For that, so I saw the job opening and 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 found out more about what convention and visitors bureaus were. And I had I had heard of them existing out there, like the Floridas, yeah. the bigger cities, Orlando, sure. Orlando's, the Nashville's, the Miami's. You know, you expect Vegas or something. All of those to have a visitors bureau. And so I discovered the Greensboro Visitors Bureau. I was like, wow, this is cool. There's that. So there's one in like every city and there's, um, there's one, um, in 
as sometimes every in counties and in small towns have them sometimes they're part of the chamber of commerce and that sort of thing so but it was a really cool opportunity because i was also in graphic design um, love advertising love marketing also in the music so it was kind of a marketing job where i could use all of those skills and all of my passions and creativity all in one and kind of do a lot of different things and meet a lot of different people and market and promote a lot of different things that sounds perfect and then greensboro has so much going on now i mean they have well they've always had the turn the acc tournament there or a lot of acc like sports happen in greensboro so and i imagine there's a lot of concerts and everything so it's a probably popular spot right yeah the coliseum was great the the science museum uh the children museum was big the historical museum there's a lot a lot of a lot of things going on there a lot of good restaurants and so it, yeah. it prepared me for a role bigger in a bigger stage. city That's right. to kind of learn the ins and outs of the industry and, and what a bureau does so I could kind of know going into this. That's good. And then, uh, and Michael, how, how did you get to be in the Triangle? You, you're a fellow Winston-Salem person, right? That's that's yeah, right. You're a transplant yeah. like me. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. my family, uh, my parents still live in Winston-Salem, but um, I had an older sister go to NC State for – for college, and I ended up following her there. So that was, um, I went to NC State. I got a degree in parks, recreation, and tourism, actually. I so. think that's like the most fun <laughs> major possible. I have a few friends uh, that, I have one friend that's at Mount Rushmore, I think, for the for the summer. I was like, that sounds awesome. So yeah, exactly. Certain jobs like that. Yeah, and, and State has a great program, and it's been growing really fast, too. And um, um, so I, I came to Raleigh in 2000. Five, graduated in December 2009 and uh, took a job right out of school at the Visitors Bureau here. So um, I've been here about seven and a half years and uh, in Raleigh, I guess, for you know 12 or 13 years now. And, and in that time, Raleigh has changed yeah, significantly. Just, just in the past few years. Uh, yeah, even since the time that I, I started in the marketing department here at Visit Raleigh, it, it has changed uh, an incredible amount. So... And it's all for the good too. So it, it's been a, a really great time to to be a part of um, the the tourism industry here. Yeah, no kidding. And then, uh, so you both work for Visit Raleigh. So what is it that you do? You know, what do you do here? And how how big of a team is it? So we have around I would say around thirty staff members, that not including our volunteers who who work at the Visitor Information Center or work at we have a a visitor information kiosk in the Raleigh Convention Center, um, volunteers who who um, volunteer to be at that space and, and share information <laughs> with visitors. So so we have around 30 core staff. We have a, um, just a marketing for, Just department. for Visit Raleigh. Right, okay, right, gotcha. right. And we have a marketing department of five people. And so my role is uh, I'm senior marketing manager and I'm kind of do a lot of everything, but uh, one of my biggest focuses is our leisure tourism strategy. So I'm responsible for um, kind of 360, how do we get visitors into Raleigh to stay overnight, go to restaurants, spend money enjoy, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spend money here and enjoy the city and then go back and spread the word to all their friends and their friends come here and their friends' friends come here. And uh, so to so kind of looking at all of our different marketing outlets and all of our different channels and saying you know which ones are the most effective which should we invest more in 
um, which ones do we need to do either way. And uh, so with that, internet marketing is a huge part of my job. And it's really fun because it involves the email marketing, the social media, uh, the website, um, all of those things. And so a lot of my time is online. A lot of my time, a lot of my time is devoted to digital marketing and, and content and social media. Which, as I, I found out, is really hard. I, I used to, I, don't know, I just had this idea like, oh, social media marketing, it's easy, right? I, I have an Instagram account. I post on that. I can do it for, you know, the podcast. It's hard. Like, it's hard to know what content and how to engage people. So uh, I need some, I need some pointers at some point, but. Anytime. Yeah. What we know, but we're, we're, we're always learning too. Everything's always changing. That's true. That's true. So, all right. And then Michael, what do you, you're the, forget what you said. Earlier. Yeah. Content marketing manager. So yeah, it's a lot of the same stuff. Um, content, which uh, really is photography, social media, uh, and writing for our website and for our newsletters. So uh, similar to Derek, but I'm a little more focused in on, on, those, um, on those items. I'd say I spend about um, maybe 40% of my time writing articles for visitrally.com, 40% of my time on social media, um, and 20% of my time on photography probably. Do you, um, are you a photographer yourself? Uh, I would call myself a semi- Michael's humble, <laughs> he's an awesome photographer. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call myself a, a photographer because I do a lot of different things, but um, I'm our, our main photographer here. Uh, of course, we, we contract out with a lot of freelancers too because we have a, a ton of um, photo needs, but. For all the, for all the, um content in the yeah blog I mean it, it is a, a wide range of uh, of things that we cover I'm sure we'll get into this in a little bit but um, you know we, we cover it, it, that's just on that's on the leisure side mostly I mean Derek both worth work with uh, our sales team which which uh, recruits meetings and conventions and a sports team that recruits uh, sporting like youth sporting events that bring uh, big groups of people here. But right, right. Uh, but just for leisure, um, yeah, the the never ending need of uh, for content and social media is, is pretty amazing. Gosh, and I think it's interesting, you know, Parks and Rec uh, background, but then you've done so much writing, almost like a journalism degree or something like that. Yeah, you, you wear a lot of hats. So. Yeah, uh, I'm not not totally sure how that worked out, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it, we really are lucky that we get to be involved with so many cool events and so many cool businesses and lots of cool people uh, creating really cool experiences and, and things to do in Raleigh. Yeah, and I want to talk about. I mean, there's there's so many different. I mean, myself included. There's so many different. Uh, forms of media that cover the Raleigh area or the triangle, you know. So what makes Visit Raleigh different? Obviously you have an awesome website and then you post a lot, but you know, what makes it different from some of those other uh, places? Let's say our, our ultimate goal, our mission, and our main audience and visitors, our, our main mission and objective is to get visitors here. So we primarily wear a lot of, a lot of local outlets, a lot of the Bloggers talking about Raleigh. A lot of a lot of their audience is here. They do they do have outside audiences, of course, because there's always the social media. There's people from all over the world on social media. But our, our primary focus is is the visitor. We do um, 
we, we, we know that there are a lot of people in town that and will invite their visiting friends and relatives into town so we want to make sure those residents know we're a resource if they if they um, are looking for something to do with their visiting friends or relatives they can go to visitraleigh.com and they can quickly find something, find to, something do to do and, yeah. and impress them with the insider knowledge and that sort of thing so um, so that's I would say that's our base difference and we're kind of we and a big difference another big difference is that we not only focus on the leisure um, related content is that like Michael said we do have a sales and services team who are proactively selling the idea of two meeting planners that have their meetings and conventions in Raleigh or actually I keep saying Raleigh but actually Wake County we promote all of Wake County so um, wow. so whether that whether it's a small group of people meeting um, having a team meeting who just want to get out of town and have a small little meeting um, they could have they could have something in in um Orsfield or or any other the other towns so so that's kind of we have this kind of deeper you kind of see the tip of the iceberg on social media and Facebook with our with our leisure content but then there's a whole other aspect of the bureau that um, right right and that, I mean you work so much with the with the government here too I mean I'm guessing right we we collaborate with the city of Raleigh Wake County Economic Development the chamber um, on a lot of a lot of Especially a lot of the bigger events when it comes to, to events like the um, International Bluegrass Music Association's World World Bluegrass. It just takes a this is a community effort, and um, it's an event where we all collaborate and we all put forth um, put forth our our creativity, our roles, our perspectives. Uh, Pinecone is another organization that's involved with that with that event. So it depends on the event, depends on the project, but. Um, like a lot of other destinations, uh, kind of one of the big next steps for the Bureau um, in our role is is, um, is just to kind of have a more cohesive voice in a destination. Um, some some destinations have even gone having the same logo or the same MOMA style logo for their Chamber of Commerce in their city in their Bureau. So, um, so there's there are tons of opportunities because tourism is such a big aspect of a city, a yeah. big city. Um, it's such a such a big powerful industry. So, yeah. Speaking of those uh, the other media outlets, uh, <laughs> it is it is interesting um, how many how many good uh, places and, and you know online publications. I wasn't sure and, where that was going for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget I mean, them. I mean, it's no, it's um, it's you know, we don't view it as competition or anything. It's it's like anyone with a phone now is essentially like a, a media outlet themselves anymore with just a, an Instagram account or uh, which is huge for uh, tourism especially now but um, yeah we're, we're we actually I'd say we consider ourselves lucky because you know we can't between me and Derek and our five-person marketing team we can't cover every event and every restaurant and every attraction in Wake County by ourselves at all times, so you know we're we're totally open to sharing, uh, whether it's like a a new article from uh, the News and Observer or WRAL out and about or offline media um, or Indie Week or whoever. You know if it hits our audience um, and and shines a, a good spotlight on Raleigh and Wake County, that that, right. that helps us. And a lot of those outlets, yeah, they they. They may not invest ad dollars specifically to 
a visitor audience, but if they're if they're if a visitor does see their content and they come and visit the destination, that's awesome. That's yeah. that's that's helping everyone out. So I was really curious. You talk about all these people visiting, but like, do we have any numbers on that? Do we know how many people are coming coming into Raleigh or the the area to visit from out of town? Or so in 2016, we had Wake County had 15.6 million visitors. No, like from out of town. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's a lot more than a lot of people think. You yeah. Know? And uh, and it's growing. We we are going to announce our 2017 number soon. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I would just say we were very happy. And, yeah. and a lot of people, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't realize how much of a tours, tourism destination Wake County and Raleigh is uh, kind of a cool little, little factoid um, coming from the same research we got these, these visitors numbers from is that if you walk into a restaurant your your average um, not as an, not as an average quality, but at a restaurant in Raleigh, one in four customer is a is a visitor. Oh so wow! It's a lot of people. It's at, a whole lot yeah, of people at any given time. Yeah, any that's given time. pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know how that compares to other like cities, but I feel like that's it's got to be high. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and then like like I said earlier, I came across uh, some of the content you put out. Um, I came across 30 handpicked experiences for your summer bucket list that's been making its rounds on Twitter and you know I've seen that I've seen other couple other friends share it or be like oh let's let's do this so uh, how did you get inspiration for that do you do that like every every couple months or how, how does that work yeah I would say um, we've probably done five or six of these uh, for each season in a row now um, it kind of came out of I mean, everybody loves a bucket list. It, it is right. you know, something you want to click on just to kind of see what's listed. But it, it kind of comes out of our need to be able to promote uh, everything in Wake County from Apex to Zebulon and to hit, you know, a whole bunch of demographics. So um, of those, you know, 15.6 million visitors a year, um, you know, you have all kinds of people in that group. They like to do different things. Um, and they're visiting for different reasons. So it kind of just comes out of a need to put together a big list of fun things that you can do in one season so that if we get a question on Twitter saying, I'm coming next week, I have three days, what should I do? And it's, you know, if we get that question today, we can send them this list and say, here's 30 things. And in reality, it's, it's kind of like 30 things or 30 pieces of content that we've created. So right. it's like, here, here's 30 things, but if you click through them all, here's like 200 cool places that you could go to. Right, right, right. I promise you can stay busy if you do some of the things on this list. And uh, it, hits a, it just hits a wide demographic. I think anybody could look at um, an article like this and, and find a whole bunch of stuff that they want to do. And our other goals with it are to call out some, some interesting stuff or some cool stuff that's going on that we haven't found another way to talk about yet so if we haven't been able to post about it on Instagram at this point or we haven't been able to retweet uh, like this restaurant on Twitter uh, recently it gives us a chance to give them a shout out and uh, kind of spread the love around because I can't remember if I already said this but we have like 2,000 restaurants in Wake County no, you didn't say that. very difficult to you know Highlight them. Yeah, you, we can't talk about every single one every single month or every single year even. So 
Um, doing very hard to write an individual blog about every single yeah. restaurant so these sounds a little so. much right Mike right. <laughs> yeah so so it would take um, us years <laughs> something like this is just like another outlet for us to to call out some people who are doing um, creating interesting visitor experiences I guess I love it and in fact if you don't mind I'd go through it for a couple of minutes just to, some of them now when we started planning this podcast I think you know we had the whole this had just come out I think when we first started talking but since then a few of these are maybe in the past but we can still highlight um you know whatever you want to so uh let's let's go through them and if you're if you're listening to this in the car don't look it up you can look it up later and uh but yeah let's let's go through this article a little bit but um i don't know what what should what should uh not listeners what should viewers look at first oh, i like the very first one um yeah. aviator smokehouse which is in fuquay varina um they kind of have like a a beer empire going on down there but um <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, I live down there, so I love the beer empire. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's great. It's nonstop beer. Uh, Aviator makes a beer called uh, Devil's Tramping Ground. That's yes. like one of my actually NC Beer guys came on the podcast a couple like a, a few months ago, and that was one of the guys' favorite beers. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so they they have this um, wing challenge, which I just found out, out out about pretty recently. But it's called the Aviator Wing Madness Challenge. Twelve wings. <laughs> Using their Imperial Moco Loco sauce. Um, if, if you look this up on YouTube, actually, there's a guy who I think set the current record for the fastest time doing it, and he's wearing gloves, and uh, he's already failed it once before. And um, it's so they, they, this sauce is made with uh, ghost chili peppers, and the menu is very clear about warning you that it's going to hurt a lot. Um, <laughs> So I just thought that was interesting, and you know we love the guys at Aviators. So um, I, I'm following along. It says your hands will throb, your mouth will go numb, your stomach will burn, and it will all be for nothing if you can't finish. So, gosh. Yeah, yeah. They give you 15 minutes to do it. I, I've been thinking a lot about. I'm always thinking a lot about food. <laughs> so these these Same, yeah. these bucket lists tend to be like a little bit food heavy, but. Uh, I think we're going to do an article. We all appreciate that. So. Yeah, I think we're going to do an article pretty soon about uh, food challenges in Raleigh. Uh, oh yeah, so because once I wrote about this, I started looking up a lot more, and <laughs> so we're, we're working on that. But plus, um, you can see here um, we have this photo, and we also recently did a uh, we put together a barbecue guide. I think this is also uh, further down the list, but. Um, so I had barbecue on the mind, and, and at Aviator, they do barbecue really well, too. So that, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Awesome. All right, what else we got? There's a lot on here. I mean, I would say that the next one, I, we don't have to go through all of them, but the next one is about basically concerts. Um, Derek's our music guy, really, but uh, I would just say, like, yeah, we have so much good music coming up this summer. We wrote an article, another article that's linked here, I think. It's... Um, like 100 outdoor summer concerts. Wow. So, and really we counted up, it's like 130 concerts that we found going on this summer. Um, so you can, you can, everyone can find something that they wanna do. My pick, something that I'm really excited about is um, the summer concerts at the North Carolina Museum of Art. I think wow. that's a, a super awesome place to- Outside to, there? Yeah, to see a show, yeah, yeah in the amphitheater outside. Um, their season is already underway. Uh, I, what I have on my personal calendar is Lake Street Dive. That's July 12th. They're like a jazz swing 
band, and I saw them there a couple years ago. It's like the best show I've ever seen. Um, if, if I was going to uh, pick one thing to tell uh, somebody to, to do this summer in Raleigh, it would be go to the Museum of Art, go see a concert there, see an outdoor movie, uh, explore the art park, and go see their exhibit that's open right now. It's called You Are Here. Um, it's, uh, it's like... Light, sound, immersive experience. Yeah, oh, wow. these super, super cool um, exhibits that are on display. It's only through July 22nd. Um, but if I had to pick one thing, basically, it would be go to the Museum of Art this summer. Spend a ton of time there. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing place. I just did a podcast with Jennifer Dassel, who's the... Uh, yeah, she's the associate yeah. curator, so oh, yeah. she's going to yeah. love you guys for saying yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And me, me being a music fan, yeah, the... the the calendar is just so packed. We have we actually it's so packed and it's always so full. We have actually have a, a kind of a microsite, uh, another site. It's all connected to visitorally.com, but it's themostnc.com, themostnc.com, and it you can visually see there's a concert on every single day of, of the month, and that's actually year round. I think there was one day we couldn't find any concerts. A couple years ago, it was like Thanksgiving, but then but we let the music venues know, and the next year that was. There's something going on. Yeah, that there's day. something going on. But yeah, every the 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 calendar really comes to a climax in in September, and we're looking at like what technically is the summer. I think the summer ends like September 21st. So we were like, yes, we can include all these awesome music festivals. So no kidding, we, I'm seeing like oh, yeah. uh, Imagine Dragons is uh, one I like, but then Luke Bryan and Zach Brown Band and um, a couple others. So yeah, there's some there's some big names. Oh yeah, coming to the area. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well then, so what's next on the, uh, maybe um, not next, but what, what's something else? I, I would jump down to one. It's number 12 on our list. These aren't like in order of uh, importance or anything, but um, there's a new exhibit at the North Carolina Museum of History that just opened up uh, last week. It's called The North Carolina Roots of Artist Ernie Barnes. Ernie Barnes is a, a Durham native who um, was a professional football player turned painter and from what we've been told, he's the first uh, professional athlete to become a note, noted painter. His style is extremely unique. It's been widely imitated. You've probably seen some of his paintings before. It's been featured on the television, television show Good Times. And um, his most iconic painting, it's called The Sugar Shack, <laughs> um, was used as a cover on a Marvin Gaye album in like 1976. Wow. Um, so you would definitely know it if you saw it. You would, yeah, it would ring a bell and, for and sure. We we took some time um, last week to go see the exhibit, um, and it, it really is incredible. I think there's something like 30 paintings um, on hand, and the Museum of History went through a lot of work to collect these these paintings because most of them have been um, just privately owned. So Ernie Barnes, who who's passed away now, but he would just do these paintings for you know friends or friends of friends or sell them and so they've been sitting in people's houses so what the museum of history did along with like a exhibit curator they went out they went to those people they asked for their permission to put um these paintings on display and, and here they are in downtown raleigh for free for everyone to see this is like a super unique um you know, thing to be able to, to say is it's just super rare. Um, Ernie Barnes, he, he hadn't had a, a, 
public exhibit in more than a decade, I think they told us. Um, and so these, this exhibit is free at the Museum of History in downtown Raleigh through March 3rd. Um, and it's, uh, it's like absolutely you have to do this if you're, if you're going to be in Raleigh. If you live in Raleigh, you have to do this. And you've got several months to do okay, it. Okay, good. So, yeah. <clears throat> that's awesome. I'm going to highlight uh, 16. I'm glad that Pullen Park made it on there. So I, when I went to NC State, I, I lived in uh, it's Gold Hall right there on the East Campus. And it's right next to Pullen Park. So I, I would go to Pullen Park all the time. So I'm glad... You know, you're talking about the miniature train that you can ride around, and um, there's theater in the park too, so that's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, that, that's Pullen Park is one of those things, and that's I'm glad you pointed that out. It's it's pretty underrated, I feel like when uh, I mention it, people don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we have so um, established in 1887, the designated as the first public park in North Carolina. So a lot of history to it. Um, it's been really important to the city of Raleigh. Um, but I'm glad you pointed that out because, yeah, what you'll see is these lists and really everything on our website is, um, you know, there's stuff for families, there's stuff for young people, there's uh, stuff for every demographic, and this list is, is uh, a mix of everything. So Pullen Park generally is, is one of the best spots in Wake County for, and in North Carolina, really, for families. Um, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Also, I got I uh, proposed to my wife there. So there you on, go. on the bridge right oh, yes. there above the and uh, romantic. There we yeah, go. The yeah. most romantic place in yeah. North Carolina. So. Yeah, it she brings, did say yes. So it was romantic. <laughs> brings back a lot of good memories. I used to go there when I was a kid growing up in Durham. We we would make the drive over to Pullman Park. The pedal boats. Yeah. Highlight. Classic. That was always my favorite thing to do. Man. Uh, what else? There's there's so much on this. Uh, I guess speaking of getting on the water, yeah, we have a pretty robust little guide on kayaking, canoeing, stand up paddle boarding, boarding, and more. Uh, that's a pretty detailed guide. There's just there's just a lot of really cool opportunities. I know one of my favorites is William B. Umstead State Park. Part of it. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, and uh, what's what's Really cool. It's, it's for families. Any any families? Anyone? Um, kind of on a little a little shoestring budget or whatever, they can get out on on a boat for like five bucks an hour. I mean, it's like, why not? You know, oh, it's, I, I it's totally great. agree. So, and there's also a lot of stuff to do around around Homestead Park, which which is which is great. Yeah, Fred G. Bond Metro Park and Cary um, go picnicking, go rowing, all kind of different. All kind of different opportunities. A really cool one is actually um, Robert Millpond Preserve in Wendell, and actually Michael's Michael's gone out there and done it, and seems to be very very cool. It's like a one of it's the only bald cypress habitat in the Raleigh area. You feel like you're you're rowing through the Great Dismal Swamp <laughs> and Blackwater Swamp. It's uh, Michael can talk more about. It. He's actually he's he's done it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, Robertson Mill Pond Preserve is probably, like, the most unique um, place you can maybe get outdoors, actually, in Wake County. Um, it's, like, a one – it's about a one-mile paddling trail. It's marked by, like, 70 buoys. Wow. Um, there's, like it's, – uh, it's mostly shaded. You, you uh, canoe or kayak or whatever through some really tight spaces, and they have a couple uh, wide-open 
uh, spaces in the water where you can kind of hang out. But uh, that's definitely worth the trip. It's probably like 20 minutes east of downtown Raleigh. And Towards Nightdale. Yeah, it's um. so that property, it's a county park. And it's only been open to the public since 2015. So not many people have gone out there. Um, a, th- uh, a company called Paddle Creek will rent you uh, a kayak on Saturday and Sundays uh, in the warmer months. And the park is only open on Saturday and Sunday. So, um, yeah, it, it, on a nice day, that's definitely something that uh, I would recommend doing for no sure. No kidding. And speaking of you know, paddle boarding, you're right, like on a budget, um, my sister-in-law just graduated from high school. And as a, like a family thing, we went out and paddled you know, boated around, uh, that was Lake Johnson though, but another good spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So awesome. Anything, anything else or we'll move, we'll move on, I guess. But, uh, anything else before we, before we do, there's so much on this. This is just one of the articles that you guys have. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, one more thing I'll, I'll call out yeah, one more, one more food thing. Um, since I've been eating a lot of yeah, we're lot, about to eat dinner lot, after this. <laughs> been eating a lot of fried chicken lately, so we put this thing on here about two spots to get fried chicken. Most people know Beasley's Chicken and Honey, right, which right. is in downtown Raleigh by Chef Ashley Christensen. Um, obviously, you want to get the chicken and waffles if you've never done that before. Yes. They also make a hot chicken sandwich that's made with the Carolina Reaper pepper, which is uh, in the Guinness World Record book as the the hottest pepper in the world. <laughs> And that mouth. Mal- that- a lot of people do that to them. <laughs> that, that sandwich put my mouth on fire. I was literally almost in tears. I don't do hot food that well to begin with. Um, from from what I've seen, that, that was like a year ago. From what I've seen, they now warn you if you're going to order that that it's that's going to make you hurt. Um, so I would go to Beasley's and get fried chicken this summer. Uh, the other and, place and waffles. Got to add that definitely, in there. definitely. Uh, the other place that I would get fried chicken is this place called Sioux Cafe, which is um, a Korean restaurant uh, off Capitol Boulevard, probably 10 minutes north of downtown Raleigh. Um, and you can you should go there, get the Korean fried chicken. It's been named by a lot of uh, media outlets like Indie Week and News and Observer as the best fried chicken in Raleigh. Mm. I think, um, I wouldn't say that it's like a... a hidden secret of Raleigh or a hidden gem. Not anymore. But no. um, yeah, because I think I think they've been gaining a lot of notoriety in the last couple of years. But um, that's like a nice, I think, a contrast. Go eat, eat your traditional fried chicken in downtown Raleigh. Go a few minutes north, get the Korean fried chicken and, and hmm. kind of compare it. And you can get it as spicy as you want. I was there recently. I went not spicy because I had to work the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> But actually, one of our colleagues that I was with uh, was sweating pretty profusely <laughs> uh, during lunch. But uh, I just thought that was like an interesting contrast to you know try out two two styles of fried chicken. Awesome, and I, I definitely want some fried chicken now. So, actually, I on a, I think last week's or um, a pre I don't know when I'm gonna post this, but uh, on a previous podcast we highlighted uh, Dame's chicken and waffles. There's a lot of great spots yeah, in the area. Yeah. So. And, and you know we get tons of questions. People think of Raleigh as a southern city, so when they visit, we get asked about barbecue. Right. We they get, want southern. Food. Yeah, yeah. We get asked about that kind of stuff. So yeah, we try to um, and everything we do, we try to cater to that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, we'll move on from the article. But I mean, there's guys, there's so many great articles. I'm just looking to like the front page right here. It's like 48 hours in Raleigh, where to eat and drink. There's 100 outdoor summer concerts, where to catch outdoor movies. Um, Sunflowers at Dorothea Dix, you know, park. Uh, So there's a lot to do. 
one thing Raleigh is known for and, and, and people and visitors really love about Raleigh, locals love about Raleigh is the amount of of locally owned independent businesses, which is really cool. You think about downtown Raleigh, there's so many local restaurants. You think about downtown Cary is is growing like crazy and there's so many good local restaurants and residents love it and it's a huge trend in, in tourism to go do what the locals do and try the local places. So so um so yeah that just that just makes us feel good talking about these restaurants the way we get to like you know be part of the cause and and part of this this awesome place and yeah it's easy to get excited about everything right absolutely um awesome well any anything else you guys want to highlight i know we we talked about one article there but anything else anything happening with visit raleigh you want to highlight or um yeah one thing we're excited about is we're going through this uh destination strategic plan we're working with um consultant specializing in uh, in destinations and growing destinations and we're kind of looking at what's what's next for wake county and raleigh uh what is the destination gonna look like in 2028 so when you say that you mean like when people think of raleigh they go here or what do you mean by that so kind of what what does what does the destination need to to grow and and become um the next big destination how do we keep moving forward how do we keep uh how do we keep the 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 visitor number keeps increasing every year the amount of visitors to to the area so how do we keep that upward and Hmm. keep and be proactive and keep moving forward what is what does the city look like what kind of um what kind of assets are out there what kind of tourism uh, attractions are out there that we can develop even more or look at so it's it's really interesting. It's it's just looking at the big picture. We did we uh, or JLL did a ton of research just to find out you know what residents think the next step is, what visitors think the next step is, what uh, local businesses think the next step is. So they're kind of aggregating all that right now, and we're we're gonna find out really what the recommendations are That's cool. as a bureau to help push the push this it's place a, forward. That's exciting. Yeah. So. All right. Well, anything else or. Yeah, cover it all. So at least for at least for now, we'll maybe we'll have a future pod. We can talk about you know fall or winter or something. So totally. Right. In that right. URL, you guys, it's visitraleigh.com slash bucket list. We set up a little easy short URL. Oh, so good. Okay. Visitraleigh.com slash bucket list. Awesome. All right. Well, Derek and Michael, thank you for being on the Nine One Nine podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks. Just listen to Derek and Michael talk about Visit Raleigh and how they're working every day to spread the word about anything and everything awesome in Wake County. Okay, so I had an idea. If you're doing something fun outside and summary in the triangle this next week, tweet, Insta, Facebook, etc. the pod and you'll get a mention next week. Uh, if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, then today is the day. So hit that subscribe button and share this episode with some friends and spread the word. The triangle is an awesome place to be. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating. That really helps. You are all awesome. See you on Twitter or Facebook. And as always, thanks for listening.